So the drive though was the, the big part. I would leave work and drive basically 180 miles or 90 miles each way, 180 miles a day, going to night school four nights a week. And then if I had to go to the school for the weekend for pro bono work or something, I would drive then too. I would, when class was done, I went to the library and studied till 10 o'clock, drove home, got home about 11.15, 11.30, and started the routine again the next day. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Aspire and Inquire. Today, as always, we have another amazing guest on the show. Today, we have two guests on the show. We have Charles and Tracy Vega. Charles and uh, Tracy, how are you? Great. Doing well, thank you. Great. Thanks for having us. Really excited to have you two on the show. So most of our guests have a career that they've been in, and they can talk about that. Now, (laughs) Charles and Tracy have done a few different things, and pretty fascinating things, too. So it's not not the straightforward path. And I think that's going to be a really interesting topic for us to discuss today. So to give a brief background to begin, um, Charles Vega, he worked at Fortune 500 companies, including Siemens, AT&T, the USPS. um, And he decided to change careers later in life to become an attorney, run his own law firm. And in addition to that, him and his wife, Tracy, started this amazing company program event. I, I, we're going to learn so much about it. Simple Self-Defense for Women, a unique program that's designed for women and children who want to know how to prevent, avoid, escape, and attack threat or abduction. So I can't wait to, to speak to both of them about these amazing, very interesting and diverse topics. Uh, is there anything you two would like to say we're uh, expanding upon introducing yourself? Trace, why don't you go first? Go ahead. I will tell you that um, when somebody changes a career later in life, it's not just that person that changes careers. The family changes careers and life changes a little bit. So uh, take notes and listen to what he has to say, because it's not just one person going to school and making a change. It's everybody. Well, she's right about that. <laughs> Yeah, no, and that we'll, we'll definitely talk about that as well. A very unique opportunity we have here, which normally we never get to hear, I guess you could say, the other side of the story <laughs> or people who are, who are involved in the family. So that's really cool. You know what? I think a really interesting place to start would be to discuss the crazy transition that you took, Charles. You, you, you were a Fortune 500 employee, probably were making good money, very cushy job, all uh, all that, you know, you were set, you were set. Um, Why make this risky, tough decision to to leave the corporate world and and change your uh, trajectory entirely? Well, that's a good question. A lot of people ask me that. And one of the things is really that, you know, you ever want to do something and then you just put it off for whatever reason and you you say, I'm going to do it someday and you put it off and then it gets in the back of your head and then you see somebody and it reminds you, you know, I should really do that. I keep saying I'm going to do that. I don't do it. And you're right though. I've been very lucky in my careers. Um, I've done pretty well, been very successful in the careers that I've had, but I really enjoy a good challenge. And ever since I'll say it was in my teens or early twenties, I always thought about going to law school, but didn't do it. 
first, you know, if you think, can I make it first? You know, you think, I don't know, my grade's good enough. You kind of have this expectation level of doctors and lawyers, and you're just not really sure about it. So I put it off. And then finally, I guess I just decided that some things didn't make me happy on what I was doing. And I came home and said to my wife, you know what? I'm going to go to law school. And she went like, what? <laughs> I said, no, I'm going to do it this time. I'm going to stick with it. So I basically had been out of school for at least 20 years. And uh, from I had my undergraduate, but um, then I basically started studying for the what's called the LSAT, the law school admissions test, right? And that test is brutal to begin with. So based on that and your GPA and uh, they'll you get accepted or you won't get accepted, right? So I finally started doing that. I took the test. I did okay. I wouldn't say I was in the top there, but locally here, there was two law schools within driving distance because remember, I have a day job, right? So I've got to support the family, right? So one of the schools accepted me out of the two. Now, what's funny also is later on, the second school accepted me to take additional classes. So uh, I actually got technically uh, accepted by both. So that's good. But anyway, so the drive, though, was the, the big part. I would leave work and drive basically 180 miles or 90 miles each way, 180 miles a day, going to night school four nights a week. And then if I had to go on to the school for the weekend for pro bono work or something, I would drive then too. I would, when class was done, I went to the library and studied till 10 o'clock drove home, got home about 11.15, 11.30, and started the routine again the next day. And on the weekends, the wife would say, hey, we got to go do this. We got to go see this person. Nope. I got to sit here, study, and gain some weight. <laughs> what I did, basically sat under the, I bought a light, and she laughed. She knows it's right. I bought this light, a nice light to read, and, and I, you had to read. Law school was brutal. So, it was 100 to 200 pages a week. You had to really read and comprehend. And there were some days, I'll say, that I would look at something and you read it and you go, what the heck did I just read, right? So you got to reread it again to make sure you understand it. But the reality is, is that it was tough. But I just kept saying the only way to get through this is to go forward. I always felt law school or any of these graduate programs, are they're hard to get in. But once you get in, then the next part is to get out. You don't want to get kicked out. You want to finish, right? So I just kept saying, the only way is forward. The only way is forward. And, and I really looked to other people to help me, professors, other students. You know, we work together on things. And, you know, you, you, you just try as hard as you possibly can and get the best grades you can. Um, and in law school, grades are curved. And unfortunately, the bottom 20% fail every class. So it makes it really difficult. Luckily, I never failed a class. I was even excited to get three A's, which is like almost impossible in law school to get. Um, so I finally graduated. And then the next big hurdle was pass at the bar. And that was another brutal test. So went through all of that. The wife was very supportive. Uh, she was the one throwing the garbage out. She was the one doing the chores that I was doing uh, normally, you know, so Really, all I did was go to work and study and go to school. But I finally got through it. I passed the bar on the first time. I met my career. I pinched myself all the time. I have this conversation with family. I go, I've actually made it, you know, because there were so many people 
that didn't have the determination. They may have gotten in and they got kicked out through academic, academic dismissal or they quit because they couldn't do it anymore. And what I will tell people all the time is don't let anybody tell you it can't be done. If, you, if it's something you really want, then you will do what it takes to get it. And that's it. Just keep going forward one step at a time. There's an old Chinese proverb, the, the, the journey starts with the first step. You have to make that first step and then just keep on going. And then it's nice to have people around you that support you and say, you could do it. Because many times you come home and you go, oh my gosh, I don't know if I'm going to make it. This test is brutal. I, you know, these people are doing this and these people are doing that. And then you see other people who don't work, you know, and, and they're, they've got plenty of time to study and do things. So, but what did I, you, do you remember what I told you when you were doing that, when you were going to school? Yeah. What, was my, what was my favorite quote? If it was that easy, everybody would do it. <laughs> She knows what she's talking about. Yeah. So I finally got through. I met my goal and I decided, okay, I'm going to open up my own law firm. And that's what we did. So that's where we're at with that. And, 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 and the bottom line is, is you can do it if you really want to. It's not going to be easy. If you think it's going to be easy and you're fooling yourself, it's going to be brutally tough. But don't let anything get in your way. Don't let anything get in your way. Just keep pushing forward. Keep pushing forward. And you'll get one class after the next. I mean, I built an Excel spreadsheet on all the classes I had to take, how many, how many credits there were, how many I needed to get through that semester and to the end of the year, and what classes were available in the evening. And the ones that weren't, I went to the other school and drove to Orlando versus Jacksonville to do it. So I was able to you know, plan my classes around my work schedule and everything else and be able to take the classes I needed to take and wanted to take so I could specialize in the fields that I was looking for, you know? That is an unbelievable story and one that you probably don't hear very often. I sure have not heard of anything like that. And it's so cool that you took such a crazy risk and you, and of course you had the support from your family. Tracy, I would love to hear how it was from your side of, of this whole story. How was it <laughs> you dealing with this crazy transition? It, it's a crazy transition. It really is. I mean, we would take time in the summer to go out, just get out of the house, go in the pool, still studying. And we'd come up with different ways for him to remember things, phrases on, on sentences and things that he had learned. Because you, you, you know, sitting and studying and studying, sometimes you have to come up with that crazy quirky thing that helps him remember. So when he would get stuck on something, mm -hmm. we'd go out and work on it. But he, he really did. I've never seen anybody study so hard for anything. I just, the motivation is crazy. He just kept doing it. I will tell you, law school actually had a class for spouses and support people to go to. So, and it was, you know, they have first year, second year, third year. So as a first year, he could go sit in the class and take me with him. And other level of classes, the spouse or partner would come in and talk and say, it's not easy. We almost got divorced. You know, you have to do the chores. Don't expect to see them. It's all true. It's all true. It's, it's a very, very tough thing for the family because you take on the entire role and they miss a lot of stuff. But the good news was, is that he was a little motivating to me. I got to spend some time and take project management classes of my own because he wasn't home at night so I would save the recordings for whenever he would get to watch tv which wasn't very often and studied myself a little bit and then kept him going but I'll tell you I went with him when he took the bar test 
And I, what they have two or 3,000 people, Charlie, that took it? It was, yeah, on that one, it was 3,500 people tested. 3,500 people. And they walked in the hotel at night. They looked like they were in a bar fight. They were so exhausted. Everybody's hair was frazzled. They were just like looking down. They had bags under their eyes. That was just day one. I, I'd never seen anything like it. They just looked like they had been totally beat up. And Annie was. He was. So, but I, I'm very proud of him. He graduated. We went through. He, he did the whole thing. He was so excited. I think he got sworn in within, what, three weeks of, of yeah. passing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. got to start right away so it, it's it's totally a commitment on his end he was just a hey by the way i'm gonna go to law school and we have that really big loan <laughs> okay yeah. yeah sure why not <laughs> all righty then <laughs> that's crazy though it, it it's a team effort of course especially if it's a you know family with kids and there's a lot of decisions to make with a mortgage and all these other finances but What's really interesting is you persevered, uh, both of you, both of you persevered, per, you were persistent and you just went for it, both of you, because you had, you both had roles to play. You know, Ben, one more thing I'll add to that is that you, be, you have to become a time management expert, meaning that almost every day you have to manage what you're going to do every day from the time you get up to the time you go to sleep. So for example, when I would drive to school, it was an hour and a half drive, an hour and 20 minutes, depending on traffic. I would listen to lectures on the way there. I would not listen to the radio. I would listen to lectures. On the way back, I would try to, but most of the time I was pretty burnt. So I, on the way back, I didn't do that most of the time. But I was cognizant of the fact that that was time I could use to study. And you build a study plan, basically. You have to, because that's the only way to go forward. You have to manage your time really well um and find time for the wife too <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> wasn't much but i had to find time for her <laughs> yeah she's supporting you in this decision come on have to <laughs> <laughs> no that's that's true i especially with the situation you were in it wasn't like you were on a college campus and you could just go from class to class no you had to drive 180 miles was it 180 miles a day a day 90, 90 miles each way mm-hmm. that's insane yeah. four days a week Four days I a week. I put 135,000 miles on my car. That's on. Just for school. Just because yeah, of school. Going back and forth while the time I was going to school. What it shows is your clients know that you want this bad. And it shows that not only are you just going to be their lawyer, you are going to fight for them in every case that you take, right? You know, it's funny you say that because that's what people would say, you know, why are, you do, why are you doing this? And I said, wouldn't you want an attorney to work that hard for you? I sure would. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's awesome. That is really cool. It definitely is. Thank and, you. And switching this uh, a career, switching your career this late, um, I think you have a unique perspective in, in thinking about what a good attorney looks like. What uh, what does a good attorney look like and why should younger individuals who are considering this path, maybe not even younger individuals, maybe someone who has experience and is also switching their career and wants to make the transition, why should they consider it? Well, first thing to answer your question, what makes a good attorney, in my opinion, is somebody that'll listen. You have to be able to listen and understand the situation to provide a good recommendation. 
if you're going to just blurt out the black letter law or whatever, people don't want to hear that. They want in everyday terms, tell me what my problem is, what, how can I overcome it, what, what are my options type thing. So I try to listen and, and put in a perspective that somebody will understand and not throw legal jargon at them. That's the first thing. Okay. I think the second thing is integrity. You know, you have to have that integrity. Um, and I will tell you the, the attorneys that I've met that have helped me along the way or that I've met afterwards, uh, I have nothing but high respect for it. There's always one you find, you know, somewhere it's kind of just like any other career. So, but I will say integrity is, is top there along with being able to listen what I'll tell people who are interested in law is that you'll find that the law has so many avenues that you could chase. It's not just criminal law and corporate law or immigration. All of those have their own little nuances to it that you could specialize in. You could look at social security. You could look at real estate law. You could look at contract law. I mean, there are probably hundreds of nicks and crannies that people will specialize in. And so if there's something you have an interest, just about everything has a law that applies to it. Just think about that, right? Every business has some law that they have to apply to, whether it's business law or it has to do with travel, whether you're moving hazardous materials, there's laws behind that. So Law can be used in just about any fashion. Sports law. I mean, think about that. There's, it's anything that you have an interest in, you will find that there is a piece of law that applies to that, that you could go to school for and learn the law, you know? So it's so many avenues you could look at. It's almost like, you know, medicine has so many different things. There's so many different diseases. Law is the same way. No attorney can know everything about everything on there. You know... Law school teaches you enough to know to be dangerous, kind of like, and where to look for more information. But when you start specializing in things, then those attorneys are really good at what they do. So I would say don't feel like you're limited if you're looking at the law career that it's just, oh, I want to be a prosecutor or a defender. That's a small portion of what's out there. It's just about anything out there can be, a, uh, can be law. You know, you can specialize in it. That's really interesting. Your own boss, you could work for a company, you know, you could work for the government, city, county, state, federal, you know, there's so much, there's so much out there. It's, um, it's, it's a tremendous opportunity, I would say. For you know, sure. He didn't just stop with being an attorney. That wasn't enough for him. So he went on to take training to become a mediator and an arbitrator as well after he did the just being an attorney because he wanted to, to do more to be able to help people and to reach out. I'm also certified for a federal court in the middle district. Um, so in other words, you usually come out, you get sworn in by the state. Uh, but if you want to practice federal law in federal court, you have to be certified in that as well. So I'm also certified in that. So I have a broad spectrum. And, you know, mediation and well, there's, a, there's a difference between mediation and arbitration. Mediation is a person who helps facilitate a solution, which is negotiation, which what attorneys do. But then arbitration is like a judge. When they make a decision on it, it's basically final. So, um, so an arbitrator is a little bit different. Some people think they're the same, but they're not. I think a really interesting place to go next would be to speak about 
simple self-defense for women. So not only was this transition to become an attorney and leave the whole corporate world and make this crazy transition enough, you also, both of you, created this incredible self-defense program. Uh, I'd love for you to speak about why you decided to do this and, and really everything about it. You want to start? <laughs> yeah, Trace. I will tell you, that among other things, in his spare time, Charlie's also a uh, master instructor at Combat Hapkido. He's got 20 plus, plus years under his belt. And um, he, was, he was watching shows and saying, you know, there's so much going on. We can do something out there. So again, with him and his drive, he decided, you know what? I'm going to create this, this DVD. I'm going to do a training DVD. I'm going to teach women. We're going to teach them how to do something. So we started, started doing this program. We were going to reach out and show people, you know, we did some trials on it and he said, you know, this is the way to do it. We're going to train and uh, I'm going to do this video. So we used a studio at, at, at PBS locally at one of the colleges and we did this, this program. Charlie wrote the script. We did the whole thing. And um, I started looking at it and I'm like, it was really good, but it was not for women. It was, it was, uh, it was done. It was done by a guy who, who was given his, his opinion, but in creating that and filming it at the end, he got called in by the director of the college because he was like, I, I don't know. They're like, can we see you and you guys are wrapping up and I'll let you, you tell them from there, Charlie, what's, oh, well, what's next. So this, the first program that Tracy's talking about was more instructional, more typical fighting type thing. Because the idea was, we always saw on the news bad things happening, you know. And I said, you know, you don't always have to fight. There are things you can do to get away. So we, we, we came up with a beta test, on, and, and that was our first uh, task at it. But it was really kind of the guy. Okay. <laughs> uh, but during the filming of that, we used the studios. The director came up and said, I need to speak with you. And I... The way he said it sounded like we broke something. I thought we broke a light or something like that. And he said, no, you guys have a great program here that no one is doing on how to escape. We'd like to offer your own television show. So that's how we got the television show. Wow. And then we created, we refined the program to be more geared towards women. And Tracy's idea was, why don't we make it like Sonny and Cher and make it fun and laugh and, and teach things? Because if people are laughing and having fun, they're learning. You know, they remember it better. And so we would say some some things that would be kind of funny that people would remember the technique because of what we did, right? That so they would relate to. They would relate to, right. So that's what the TV show came out to be was more geared towards women. And it had that flavor of laughing and kidding around, but a seriousness that said, if someone tries to choke you, grab you, punch you, here's what you do. And that's that's what we did. And then from that, a lot of companies hired us to come in and teach their staff, their employees uh, to do this program. So it became, I mean, we've had this program now for about 10 years. We've taught thousands of women, thousands. And on any business, you know, you always get somebody that says something wrong here or there. We do these surveys afterwards and everybody always rates us a nine or a 10. That's Literally, 100% of every survey we've ever given out says that they would recommend us to someone else. So we're, we're lucky. We've been able to pair on several national television shows, be in magazines, be on radios. We've had the opportunity to work with um, 
people like Maria Osmond, Joan London, you know, guests on different shows and, and just traveling and, and having fun doing what we like to do, but teaching people as we go and expanding with the times, usually it's women, excuse me, that have issues that usually are reporting the attacks and so forth. But, you know, with LBGDQ and other things going on in the world, we started expanding it to to cover active shooter, to, to, to cover, you know, attempted rape, to kidnappings, you know, what to do when someone comes to your home. So although it's meant for women, we've expanded the program to teach everybody. So everybody knows what to do when they're prepared instead of just being caught off guard. And what we find is that in the workshops that we do, there's always somebody that, that has a favorite technique that we, because we, we only teach a few techniques and then we teach them how to use them in different ways. So instead of learning 30 techniques, they only learn about four or five, but they know how to use that same technique in different different applications. But the thing about it is that the uh, because we're making it fun, people listen to us, and 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 that's why it makes it it's popular. It's because it's fun, and people are are, un, are taking something. And then the one thing we do on every workshop is we say, take your favorite technique, and if you show at least one other person, you're paying it forward. And imagine if all of you took one technique and they showed somebody else and they showed somebody else, we can make a difference. And that's been our, our motto for the last 10 years is we show you something. All we ask is you show somebody else. That is so cool. And, and what, what's the big differentiator? Is it the fact that you make learning fun? And so people don't even realize all the, the really important knowledge they're gaining while enjoying? I think people, people, well, people are also expecting I'm signing up for a self-defense class. This isn't your father's self-defense. We're teaching them something new, something fun. It's a couple teaching them. There's no pads. They're not on the carpet. It's it, just like when we did the TV show, when I designed the set, he's like, what are you doing? We had like this really wild rug and a really modern set. He's like, this isn't karate. I said, exactly. If you want people to tune in, I mean, we've had people come back numerous times. We get people say, when are you going to be here again? I want to show my friend, you know, this is, this is something for everybody. And we can teach visually impaired. We can teach expectant mothers. We can teach people with injuries and they could all participate in some fashion because it's meant for everybody to do it. It's not just being able to kick or punch or throw somebody to the ground. It seems like there's a lot going on and, uh, it's really impressive. Is there anything else you'd like to say uh, regarding simple self-defense that may, maybe things that some people may not know? I think something that's really cool that we were able to start doing is when, when companies and organizations hire us, um, we found a way to give back to the community. So a company and organization will, will bring us in. So they're covering the cost for the public to attend. So we started to think, well, why not give back to the community? So, you know, if it was October, it's Domestic Violence Awareness Month, we would have them bring in items that go back out to shelters, not just for women, but anybody who's in a domestic violence situation. So it might be, you know, um, clothing, it could be food, it, whatever they might need to help make them comfortable, help them make the transition. Um, we've done drives for pets just certain times of the year. It's a passion project, whatever the company wants to do if we don't have a suggestion uh, we actually have worked with a police department who, this is, this is so awesome. They hired us with confiscated drug funds. Mm. One of the police departments that we work with frequently, 
brought us in with confiscated drug money. So the bad guys were paying people to learn how to get away from them. And in turn, it, they were giving back to the community. It, that back then they were bringing in items for Christmas. So the, the, the cops would go out and be able to buy things for families. We never touch any of the proceeds or any of the donations that come in. Everything that comes in, we leave with whoever is, is you know, hosting the workshop. Oh. And then they take that and they provide it to the community or they, you know, whoever is needing it. So it's a really awesome way to inspire people to get out there and do something that you didn't think that you were doing. We're, we're donating and we're volunteering in a way that we didn't even know we would be able to do when we first started the company. And they're learning something and they're having fun. That's right. Yeah. Wow. That's got to be the biggest sense of irony I think I've ever seen. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Needed drug money to get away yeah. from people who are, that's hilarious. That's so cool. <laughs> it's really awesome that you guys are in a position where you're able to do that and, and really help out the community while in, in the main, um, the main product is of course, helping people and being able to do that in alternative ways is, is pretty amazing. That's pretty special. And that's the theme across the board. He helps, we help, we all help. And now is, I think it's time for the question that I ask every guest. Um, everyone always has a very unique, interesting answer to this question. That's why I continue to ask it. So I will ask both of you, uh, what is the biggest misconception in life or career, in your opinion? I'll say in a legal career, I don't think people realize the training that's involved and what it takes to get there. I think a lot of people look at roles and they, and they don't realize what it took to get there, not just academically, but self-sacrifice that's required uh, and the persistence to get to reach your goal. You know, there are a lot of movie stars out there that uh, really are really good at what they do, but they started at humble beginnings and what they had a lot of failures in between. And anybody who's been successful, whether it's a movie star or anybody like you or me, we've all had failures and we've got kicked in the head, I always say, but you get back up and you keep on going. That's great. Tracy, uh, what would you say? Well, sometimes you do get a second chance in life. So if you get the chance and you missed it the first time, don't give it up again because you know, I heard stories after story after story about him, how he wanted to go to law school. He's always wanted to do this. Didn't think he could do it. Get that second chance. Go ahead and do it. And, and, and for the business, for Simple Self-Defense for Women, we have a chance to do something fun. We get to spend time together. It's his passion. And we turned it into something that's really a great organization that's fun that we can both do and spend time together. I think it's both our passions. And you know that. Oh yeah. Those are, those are both great answers and everyone has a unique perspective on it. And it's so interesting to see where people go with it. Uh, so thank you both. Another thing I would add though, is, you know, many, many times people that uh, work together, you know, it's almost like a marriage. Well, in this case, this is a marriage. So, <laughs> you know, one of the things, it, it's really good in a way because we do spend a lot of time together morning, noon, and night doing all of these programs together. And, for us, it's worked out. Now, not that we don't have a disagreement once in a while, but it has worked out when you love somebody and you get to spend time with them. It really, it really is, you know, the best of both worlds when you look at that way, you know? And we yeah. do have fun doing it. And whether it's the law business or we're doing something for women and children, I mean, it's, it is our passion. We're doing it. And if you love what you're doing, it's not work, right? 
That's right. That's the goal. I feel like you two have most definitely achieved that, which is it's hard to say, to truly be able to say that. So aspire and inspire, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> and, and this has been such a great episode. We've covered so many different topics, uh, all the incredible things you two are doing. Is there any last piece of advice you'd give to, I, I want to say two distinct groups of people. One, someone who is, who's an aspiring attorney. Um, and the second group would be someone looking to switch their career later in life. Well, the first thing is I'm going to say, you know, the advice again is if it's something you really want to do, you can chase it. What I would say though, is try to talk to somebody about who's doing the job and make sure it's something that you want. I mean, we have a good friend of ours who became an engineer and then he hated it. And now he works for a as a financial advisor, you know, totally different. So it's a go through all of that. You want to make sure it's something you want. So speak to somebody and say, what do you think? I mean, I did it. Most people who went to law school talked to, to different people about it. And, and whatever you think it is, it's still going to be harder than they, than they tell you. But <laughs> the, the reality is that's what I would say. Talk to somebody, get some advice on that. And switching careers, again, if, if, you, if it's something you want to do, just go for it. Just find out what you need to do to get there and, and go for it. And don't look behind, really. It's the only way you're going to make it. Yeah. yeah. You invoke the support of the people around you because... If you don't, I can tell you doing for him to do it on his own. Not that people don't, people do it all the time, but a lot of times people are younger. They don't have children. They don't have family. They don't have another career. They go right from school to school. And, you know, you can do that. You can make that leap. But the folks that he went to school with, especially if you have family, you have a job, you have something else, you have to get everybody on board. They have to, they really need to be behind you because if they're not, it's really tough. It really is. So um, like I said, the, the class that his school offered to, to have people come in, you know, people making a career change have a hard enough time on their own, being able to, to make sure that they made that right decision, that they're going to make it. And now that I've made that step, you know, I have to finish. And you want to have the support of the people around you when you're doing it. Both, both great pieces of advice. Uh, I want to thank you two so much for coming on the show. Really enjoyed it. And if anyone wanted to reach out to you regarding the law practice, simple self-defense, where would be the best places uh, to do so? So our website for the law firm is Charles Vega PA. So Charles Vega, which is V as in Victor, E-G-A, PA stands for practicing attorney. So it's charlesvegapa.com. And on the website for the Simple Self-Defense of Women, it's basically Simple Self-Defense for F-O-R Women, plural.com. Simple Self-Defense of Women.com. And a matter of fact, on that website, Trace has done a great job. And uh, we've got lots of videos that people could see for free with techniques, uh, tips on safety. I would encourage everybody to go there and learn something, you know, on that website. It's, it's very comprehensive. It'll give you an idea of what we do, and there's all kinds of free tips. And if you need to contact us, uh, that's the way to do it. There's phone numbers there on both websites and emails if you need to make some inquiries. Okay. 
Amazing. That sounds great. Thank you both again for coming on the show. I'll make links to both uh, in the show notes for them to check out both websites. And yeah, I, I can't thank you. I, I do have one thing, Ben, is that on our for us on the law side, we practice in Florida. So if your, your listeners are outside of Florida, that's, we can't help them there. Uh, we can help people that are in Florida or have business in Florida. But as far as simple self-defense of women, that's national. Anybody across the country can access that. They can talk to us about it. They could talk to Tracy about workshops, um, guest speaking, things like that. So uh, she handles all of that and she's great at it. And, and uh, she's, the, she's the support structure here that, that makes it all work. That's great. Thank you for providing that additional information. That's, that is very important. So uh, thank you again. And, and I hope you two have a great rest of your night. Thank, Thank you, you too. Thanks for having us. Our pleasure. Well, that will do it for this week's episode of Aspire and Inquire. We hope you enjoyed it, learned a ton, and can use it to your advantage going forward in your own career. As always, you can find us on social media at Aspire underscore Inquire. You can find our website at AspireAndInquire.com. And we're always looking for new amazing guests to feature on the show. If you know someone or you yourself can feature on our show, reach out to us. You can email us at aspireinquired at gmail.com or find another way to get to us. We want to hear from you. But in the meantime, stay tuned till next week's amazing episode.